0: Okay, yeah, welcome to the Extras, the podcast between podcasts where you talk about whatever you want. I'm Tony Robusto. And I'm Andy Reyes. And uh, it sounds like today we're talking about Andy's brain?
1: We're not not talking about my brain specifically. We're just talking about a thing that I did today that I do at least once a year. And I didn't do it, I normally do it at the beginning of the year, but I didn't do it this year and I was going to wait until the coming uh, January but then I thought you know what no that this is I've gone too long I, I gotta do it now Andy I, kills one person a year I do and it, it makes it helps me feel alive <laughs> no I uh, So every I was going to say I, it helps you feel alive <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we both know what kind of serial killer I would be
0: yeah Perfect.
1: I, I kill men just to feel. Good. Only so. men though, because.
0: Yeah, don't be sexist like,
1: like, about it.
0: Not... <laughs> what? I said don't be sexist about it.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm not. I don't
0: know what that means in this circumstance. Yeah, like, me either Is neither. only killing men sexist, or would killing I... women be sexist more? uh this is I important. think I would...
1: yeah we're working in like the gray, like the grayest of gray areas but I do not think only killing men is sexist I do think only killing women is sexist that's the that's where I'm gonna fall on this
0: yeah I think that's where I am although what if you were a woman
1: uh I think the same position stands
0: okay I also kind of agree with that, but I don't know if it's true. Well, I mean, I don't. When it
1: comes to like what is and isn't sexism, I don't think, I don't think that like, uh, like theorists of the world consider the scenario of person killing, murder. Well,
0: I understand that, but also there are a lot of serial killers who like go after women.
1: Yes, and that is usually because of like uh, hypermasculine and our sexist mindset.
0: Mm.
1: There's, like, a lot of reason. Oh, my God, there's a show that just dropped on Netflix that I need to watch that's about this called Mindhunters. It's about the, uh, the, uh, I think it's the FBI at Quantico's, like, first forays into psychological profiling to help track and find serial killers.
0: But it's, like, a documentary?
1: It's, like, a docudrama. So it's, like, a dramatization of the actual events. Okay. And the I'm very excited to to see it. I've heard good things about it.
0: I'm sorry. This was a this this was a derailed train of thought, talking about yeah, we, possible sexism uh, in, 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 in murders. Yeah. Uh,
1: so once a year, mm. I throw out all of my underwear and socks and buy all new underwear and socks.
0: On one hand, that sounds like a super good idea. On the other hand. Like I grew up in a family of nine kids, and that sounds wasteful as fuck.
1: Okay, I'm not gonna donate my used socks and underwear.
0: You at least donate like the used socks. They no, wash the underwear. It's it is it they is, is a
1: it is a contained like personal experience to wear underwear. Is I the never
0: whites. This I never want much.
1: to share the experience. No, all of my underwear is colored. Same okay. with my socks. I don't wear. I don't wear white underwear or socks because I'm I was, an adult man.
0: Because I was gonna say you could bleach them, but
1: no. Okay, wait. You don't wear wearing, white socks? No.
0: I feel like white socks are pretty common.
1: Nope. Huh. I'm. A, I'm. A, I no white socks for me.
0: Okay, that's fine. This. Okay, so every year you throw out all of your uh, under things. All your. Yep. Unmentionables. Yep. Yes. And buy a bunch and of new them. ones Now
1: Yes. I I, I now <laughs> I should note I should note that I'm not like accumulating a treasure trove, like a dragon's lair of underwear and socks that I'm throwing out every year. No
0: no no. no, no I
1: no. I wash laundry every week.
0: I now see if I were to buy if I were to do this, I would cheat and definitely buy two weeks' worth of each of those things. And I'll probably still wash my laundry every week, but I would never be out of underwear, and that would be important.
1: I, I buy a week and a half's worth of each. Okay.
0: Um. So, does this mean that you have all new socks and underwear except for whatever you were wearing? Does that get thrown out later?
1: That gets, that gets thrown out the next time I, like, take them off. They're in the garbage. They go. They're gone. Huh. No, they 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 only last that that day longer and then they're gone.
0: I'm going to be honest, I don't know how to feel about this. It I will say
1: it is amazing. It is like it is like a it is like a baptism. I am like born again. Uh it is just the most refreshing to just put on and know that like oh this is new underwear. These are new socks. Mm. It feels amazing. And I used to, I used to like throw out half and buy half, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the problem is, is then I'd get one day where I'd wear like a good, fresh pair of underlings. That's not a phrase no.
0: for that. No, um, Nope. That's a person. <laughs> An underling is a human being.
1: <laughs> and, and, but then I'd have like two days
0: of just awful badness. So we have had to uh let go of our recent hire at Directive Videos at, at Directive Video Industries. Our new underling was <laughs> sexually harassed by Andy. No, no, we're not
1: making we're not making a joke about this. This oh, is Oh,
0: you know what? Actually, you're right. In the current in the current climate yeah. that's not a great joke to make. Nope, it is not. <sighs> I was going to say, although is, the good news is the payout was huge. It was yeah. great for them. <laughs> oh
1: God, can you not?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe, in, maybe by the time this comes out, another sex scandal would have happened. It, Jesus,
0: why did you say maybe? Like definitely, though. Like definitely, uh, that's ser- the same I, thing. These people are coming I, out of the woodwork. It's Gross.
1: Uh, you and you you know somebody is like a terrible person when woody allen comes to their defense by the way by the way if woody (sighs) allen comes to defend you you're a bad person you're the worst person ever probably
0: that that was fucking crazy jesus (sighs) my joke really brought this whole podcast down
1: yeah seriously uh
0: i'm gonna blame andy
1: that's fine, but you know what I want to talk about is how how refreshing my life is gonna to feel tomorrow okay I'm gonna feel amazing I'm gonna feel like like it's my first day at school, but a good memory instead of a shitty one
0: I don't remember my first day at school. I probably cried
1: yeah, I probably did too
0: I'm titling this episode Andy's Secret. God no, no, that makes it sound bad. It's not bad. I
1: I heard about this I think three or four years ago. Hmm. So I've been doing this for about three or four years. It is life changing. I recommend everybody life changing. Everybody do this. I recommend that everybody do this. At least do it once. Like just like at the end of this year, you know when the new year rolls around. Walk into uh walk into uh a, a Target or a Walmart or wherever you prefer to buy your brand of underwear, and just buy a all new batch. Decant your old batch into the garbage fire De-cant? to keep you warm to keep you warm during the uh during the winter coldness. And just have an all new pair of underwear and socks.
0: Okay, here's the thing. I don't wanna harp on this too much, but like socks aren't ruined after a year socks are still good is are the socks that big a deal for you it sounds like they're a big part of it
1: it the the socks were originally it was just underwear the socks were included when the second year i did it i just decided to throw out all of my old socks Hmm. and i realized how amazing that experience is as well because it's it's the 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 problem is the elastic. It's because the elastic in underwear and socks wears out and gets stretched out so quickly that it no longer fits comfortably. Right. And it doesn't help that, like, in the last year, I've gained 30 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I'm not... That That sounded judgmental. I don't mean to be judgmental. That's no, no, just... it's... That's that's like I, a significant amount of weight. And you're not a big yeah. you're not a big dude. Like you're not um
1: I'm not like significantly small either. Right. Yeah, no, I, I I uh I've been like growing a lot really quickly this these past couple of years. Huh. So And yeah, like maybe maybe once I stop growing like a friggin' toddler <laughs> like like once my weight settles and I stop just growing like a, like a plant that's being fed blood every day.
0: Yeah, like a mean green mother from outer space.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, catch me on that reference train.
0: It's not a I'll, hard I'll... reference to get. We just did that episode. <laughs> I spent like a week working on it.
1: You I, you really did, and it it was worth it. I really. I, I really enjoyed it i
0: I actually like super loved that episode. I think uh that was one of the better ones we've done for a little while now
1: i I got um, about I got about halfway through it before I had to put it down because this week has been crazy for me mm-hmm. but I need to know if you kept in at least some of the like live action in real time depression that I had watching that alternate ending.
0: I downloaded a um instrumental version of Don't Feed the Plants and p- cut some of your reactions over it.
1: Oh, good. Um Oh, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> but um that's that's the that's the stinger for that for that episode. <laughs> um good. but gosh, I almost fun. I'm sure the Batman one will be good too. Like I can't imagine us being any more high energy than talking about Batman. S- and and especially since we're going to be talking about like two
1: of my favorite my, well, I I should say my two favorite incarnations of Batman
0: yeah you only never saw the um oh god what's his name Tim Burton uh, yeah I never saw the Tim Burton Batman
1: did you you didn't watch any of them you didn't or did you watch any of the Joe Schumacher ones that came afterwards because Tim Burton did two and Joe Schumacher did two
0: now <laughs> I have seen like bits of both uh, of, of a few different ones is the Schumacher one the one with Clooney
1: that that was uh, jo- Joe Schumacher's last one. He okay. also did the one with uh, Jim Carrey. I, think. I
0: saw... I've seen at least some of... Like a few clips of the one we're going to watch. With Jack Nicholson. Yes. And I've seen a little bit of the... Was it Batman and Robin?
1: Yeah, that was the one with George Clooney.
0: Which... Man, that one's fucking stupid, huh? Yeah, yeah, that movie,
1: (laughs) watching that movie is is insane. And I found out later, I found out, actually, I found out very recently, like I think a couple days ago, that before that movie was made, Warner Brothers went to the director and said, These are all of the toys we made for this movie. You have to include all of them in the movie. Interesting. Which,
0: did you which see which is Did you see, see that what? cracked video? The what? There was a cracked video about um about the penguin in the um help me out here.
1: Batman Forever, I believe it was.
0: Yeah, and Batman Forever. It was about how when they marketed Batman Forever after the first Batman movie came out, um, they marketed it like with deals with mcdonald's and they didn't market as many like t-shirts they marketed way more toys yeah and that movie is 100 percent not for kids and mcdonald's got like the most angry letters they ever got from it and wb got like the most angry letters they ever got from it so what they oh. did is they booted burton and and when they made the next film made sure apparently yeah to that all the toy deals made sense and wouldn't make kids go see a fucking scary movie.
1: Yeah, sorry, that was Batman Returns. Okay. And now I think that's a shame because I think I think Batman and Batman Returns are really good Batman movies. They're cuz they're freaky and weird. Mm-hmm. But like but they're still they're still ver- really campy in their own way. I think Batman and Robin Went way too far into camp into camp to the point where it feels like listen i just don't think that there's any scenario in which batman can pull out a back credit card, <laughs> back credit card. i just i heard a story just, on a, on a if i'm
0: gonna different draw podcast, line... so we shouldn't talk about it but i heard a story on a different podcast this guy said he was watching this movie and it was at that point that somebody stood up and said i'm done and walked out of the theater
1: yeah, like we, you got to draw the line somewhere, and I think for a lot of people, that line is that credit card. Um, it's like
0: it's Batman, like a Capital One credit card too, right? It's yeah, like it's, a, it's it's like a branded a, it's a brand I mean, deal. Yes. Like, that's so terrible. Ugh. Oh my god! I, I,
1: hmm. but yeah, like I think it's insane to me that like the entire premise of Batman and Robin, in terms of story, started with. Toys, like yeah. I mean, it's not. I guess it's not crazy because that's how like the Transformers cartoon, I was gonna the say, GI Joe cartoon, every
0: TV show in the eighties, like He Man, yeah, and um, uh, you know, I, here I said the two big ones, <laughs> yeah. I just threw in He Man.
1: <laughs> he Man, no, He Man's a good pull. Thundercats,
0: yes. Like I haven't every... watched many shows from the eighties. They're all Although, bad. I'll tell you an that. An argument could be could definitely be made for Pokemon and Yu too.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon... Show, the Yu-Gi-Oh show came
0: before the cards, though, and the Pokemon... Yeah, the card but, game but, but Pokemon, came before... But Pokemon, the, the, um, the, game the came video first, game, too. game came first, right?
1: The The trading cards were the first thing, and then the video game came out.
0: The trading cards came out before everything else?
1: Yeah, well, Nintendo That's started crazy. as a trading card company. Nintendo was a trading card company, like, in the 1800s. I never knew that. Like... Like, you could, I I remember reading a, I think it was a a Tumblr or a Twitter post about this where somebody said you could write a fan fiction about Sherlock Holmes and Dracula (laughs) going to Japan to buy Pokemon trading cards, and it would all make sense historically. Or not Pokemon trading cards, just Nintendo trading
0: cards. Nintendo trading cards. Also, you could, I mean, that was Wild West, too. Could you get, like, Billy the Kid in there or something? I bet you could. Uh, When was Billy the Kid?
1: I bet you could. I think it mean, was might late eighteen hundreds. Well. You know, if I I want I wanna talk about how how good Van Helsing, the Hugh Jackman movie that came out in two thousand four is. You know, I wa-
0: I watched <laughs> that I watched that movie with my uh with my family and my one little brother was the only one who remembers that movie. And its plot is so crazy and it's, it's just such it's such a good stupid action movie. Uh, I think I got it for him last Christmas because I found it for like three bucks. It like, is yes
1: perfect it was it was directed and I have an idea for our next double feature because it was directed by the guy who directed the mummy. oh fuck which explains everything about that movie's tone.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so mad they're remaking the mummy into a top career. I think I mentioned this, but like it already came out. do you know that? Yeah, no, I knew that. I just... Oh, okay. I, just, just, I don't think anybody watched it. I certainly didn't.
1: No, and I didn't. I know somebody who did, and No hype it about sounded... it. Oh, man. My little brother was excited for that movie for about two days. Mm. And, and 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 the second day when he stopped being excited about it is when he found out Tom Cruise was in it.
0: It's really hard. I don't... Tom Cruise keeps selling movies. It's really hard for me... To like a movie with Tom Cruise in it Because they're like what if we get the most boring Action hero in here I I think
1: Tom Cruise stopped being Interesting as a lead the moment He became like The face of generic action movie Mm. But I guess I could also say the same about Matt Damon Except Matt Damon What's the word I
0: feel like Matt Damon does other stuff Occasionally
1: yeah, Matt Damon does, uh, like, he'll do, he'll do like, a comedy or something. Right. But... Like I said,
0: I liked him in The Martian. Like, we talked about The Martian. I liked yeah. him in The Martian, and he wasn't, like, that wasn't ac- an action movie. There's the one scene that's basically an action movie. But other than that, it's, it's not very action-based. It's all about um, acting toward the camera. And the fact that he can do that means he's not just an action guy, right?
1: Yeah, and well that's the thing is Tom Cruise started his acting career like well I think he was like part of the, he was like part of the 80s uh rat pack child actors like one of, like, he was one of the child actors that was like big in the 80s with like uh Kiefer Sutherland, uh Joaquin, not Joaquin Phoenix, his older brother uh who uh fuck River Phoenix I think his name was. And Will Wheaton, I think, was a part of that crew. Maybe not maybe, maybe not. Okay. But yeah, there was like he was like he was like one of the big child actors in the eighties. And he like started doing like a bunch of like serious dramas
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: nineties. I don't run I don't know when the turn was. Like when did Tom Cruise become just generic white guy action hero?
0: Mission Impossible?
1: Oh yep. <laughs>
0: it's probably Mission Impossible. Yeah, I guess so. Huh?
1: But Mission Impossible is like weird and campy and ridiculous.
0: I mean okay well I guess maybe whatever he did after Mission Impossible like I I'm guessing I it was will... Mission Impossible though that's the catalyst for that
1: I yeah no I think Mission Impossible is like the beginning of the end like we will look back on it and see
0: you think Tom Cruise throws out all his underwear once a year I you think Bruce Wayne I, throws Tom... out all his underwear once a year
1: i think bruce wayne throws out his underwear at least once every day because if you're gonna be like like shoved into a hermetically sealed rubber
0: body sock (laughs) like you don't think that thing breathes (laughs) no i don't think it breathes at all well i guess it depends on on which type because in my mind in my mind it's like the whole ninja suit thing but a lot of people like the the armor version
1: I, I, I usually think of it as a combination of both, but I still don't think it breathes regardless because mm. I, I think of it like the hobbit feet, where at the end of every day, he just got, has to hang it upside down and let the sweat drip out.
0: Hey, guess who didn't know that factoid about Lord of the Rings and never wants to hear it again? <laughs> <laughs> guess who has two thumbs and is unhappy with this new information? I'm sorry. <laughs> that is so gross.
1: Yeah, man. And they'd be shooting for hours at a day. And then there were days where they had to shoot for, like, the whole day because they did day and night scenes.
0: Come My on. sister was big into Lord of the Rings. Uh, and so was I, you know, when the movies came out. So we had so we had all the different DVDs with all the different extras on them. There was one, yeah. uh, I think it was the Two Towers one. Where they were talking uh, I can't remember these actors names They were uh, marrying Pippin They were yeah. talking about how uh, They left him in the tree <laughs> like they had all these long scenes With the Ents And like, it was really hard to get them back down So they just, they just sort of Left them in the tree for a while
1: Oh my god
0: Yeah Oh and there was this great scene with the uh, the guy who uh, Great interview with the guy Who played Gimlake he was talking about that scene where they're all running.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And, like, you see Legolas running up ahead, and then there's Aragorn and Gimli's trailing behind. Now, it was supposed to be Legolas up ahead, Aragorn and Gimli running side by side. But he was like, they put me in all this armor, like 80 pounds of armor, and they say, run. (laughs) (laughs) That,
1: That actor had to go through a lot making that movie like because he was like he was allergic to all of that dwarf makeup.
0: Oh Jesus. So <laughs> that is awful.
1: Yeah, I know. Ugh. It's it's a time. Those movies are weird um and I I I I find it very interesting how um uh Viggo Mortensen who played Aragorn hmm. like really speaks fondly of his time filming the first two movies. But weren't, absolutely. They
0: weren't all filmed around the same time.
1: They were, they were filmed like the first movie and then, and then like, they took like a couple of like days off and then started filming the next two.
0: Right. Okay. Because
1: they were released like year after year, I think. Right.
0: Yes. But they, but they, I, I remember it being a big deal. They were all filmed on this sort of schedule.
1: Yeah, on this ridiculous schedule. But the reason the reason he talks about it, he he speaks so fondly of the first one because he he like, he talks about how like oh it's crazy like all of the these costume designers and prop workers and mm-hmm. stuntmen were doing all of this amazing creative work, and then when he starts talking about the last movie, he kind of like, he kind of he kind of like, I, I wouldn't say he's angry, but is kind of like pessimistic about it, hmm. where he's like yeah I, like that, that he, he talks about how that was like the big shift where. uh Peter Jackson really started focusing more on the CGI aspect of special effects. Hmm. Because That's interesting. Because because they all of the delays meant that they didn't have the time to do a lot of the stuff they wanted to practically.
0: Hmm.
1: And he he says that he wishes that they could have just pushed back, like pushed back the the release of that last movie at least at least a bit.
0: You um, know, the thing about he's not a that, fan of... though, is... I, Lord of the Rings was, like, the first movie, or movie series that came out with, like, really spectacular CGI. Yeah. Like, CGI that you could look at it and not think, okay, well, that's fake as hell. And I'm not saying that he's wrong, because I, yeah. I don't necessarily think that he is. I think that, um... In my personal movie watching experience, the movies with more practical effects have been just better movies. Uh, but I mean the fact that that movie was made as it was probably pushed the movie industry forward in that way. Yeah, but on the other hand, man, like if you, when you whenever you see stuff about the about them making Lord of the Rings, it looks like it was such an experience. More than any, ever, any other movie filming.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. I think... I, I, I struggle a lot with the Lord of the Rings movies because I think they're very good movies. Um, but... I, 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 I didn't grow up with Lord of the Rings at all. Um, so I read the books and watched the movies like in the same summer. So I would read one book, watch its movie, read the next book, watch its movie, read the final book, watch its movie. Hmm. And that was, like, my whole summer, because those books were dense as fuck. Because those books but, are
0: super dense, and I've actually never finished them, because they're th- super awful boring.
1: It It's super... They they suck hard, like... <laughs> I I love the premise of those books, because I do enjoy those movies, but man, reading them is...
0: The rough thing with watching the Hobbit movies was that they packed, like, half the similar... Uh, I can't say the word. Silmarillion. The Silmarillion in there. Uh, that's a... That's a bit of an oversimplification because the Cimmerillion has the um creation myth bit, but like there's the thing about the Hobbit movie, the Hobbit book is that it's like just a nice little book. And it's yeah. so much easier to get through than everything else that man ever wrote.
1: Yeah, the the My my roommate says, and I kind of agree with him, that they should have made The Hobbit movie first as a test film.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, like Peter Jackson should have made the Hobbit movie first as a, like proof to, to Warner brothers that you can make a Lord of the Rings style film and make it work because then he could have made it small and compacted and then made the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This kind of serious fantasy film trilogy. Mm Hmm because the thing about the hobbit is the hobbit is so serious the movies i mean it's like, everything is like with the exception of like the introduction film the introduction yeah, uh, of the first this,
0: film that's what bilbo baggins hates tossing all plates around yeah like and, uh, bilbo almost not going out to it to his adventure and then running off last minute
1: that's like all the heart that those tr- that that trilogy has The rest of the film is so dire And serious and weird mm-hmm. But you, and, but you go back and
0: like, I kind of like So there's stuff And I can understand people not liking this Because it's kind of stupid that it's in here Uh, But there's stuff And this is mentioned in the Hobbit book Where Gandalf has to like Leave for a while To go figure out this whole Necromancer thing Yeah and the, the Necromancer is Saruman. Yeah. And they don't realize it yet. And the stuff with that is kind of interesting. Um, it's alright. But it also has to be open-ended, because obviously it does. It's like watching the Death Star being built at the end of Episode 3. Like, okay, gr- great, I guess. Now I know the Death Star was built at some point.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like... I didn't need it to be there. Mm-hmm. It's nice, sure, but you you could they could have done more with that time or they could have done more with less time mm-hmm. than than to waste my time as a viewer putting all that extra stuff in there. I think the strongest parts of the Lord of the Rings original trilogy is all the stuff they cut out don't get me wrong like people who are fans of the book and believe in like maintaining the purity of the book when you're making the movie those people are going to exist well and and i think and that's there's stupid. a lot
0: of people who will say like you gotta watch the four-hour version of two towers or something yeah and those people are insane <laughs> cool hey this is just going out on the internet you no, that, I right? <laughs> I will die on this hill. Anybody who tells
1: me that I have to watch the fucking twenty four hour version of Lord of the Rings is insane. Because I have things to do.
0: It's okay. We don't need listeners.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. I, you know, come at me. I'm on Twitter. At royalty underscore valence. Get him. I think every I think every year that goes by, Harry Potter becomes a less interesting book series. Come on, come at me. I got all these opinions. Holy fuck.
0: I I think it's a relic
1: of its time and it'll never grow older
0: that is just patently incorrect it's been 20 years
1: yeah I'm not saying it's going to fade into obscurity oh
0: my god this is not a conversation I'm having with you
1: there are better books for children out today that I would rather kids read is what I'm saying (laughs) oh man I can feel your aura
0: I'm pinching the bridge of my nose. I'm curious. So, uh, I have a n- I have a question.: No no, 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 no wait wait wait.: This is a really whoa, dumb whoa, question whoa, though. This is a really dumb question, though. I need to know. Cause whoa, 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 this is whoa,
1: whoa, a really whoa. dumb question.: <laughs> All right, Now hit me. When you say I'm pinching the bridge of my nose, are you literally doing that, or is that like a saying?
0: No, I was pinching the bridge of my nose. OK squeezing my eyes shut so i did not have to look at the picture of you that is on my screen (laughs) as i mentally force myself not to get into a fight with you over a children's book series
1: if it was good it'd be worth fighting over
0: that's patently untrue andy
1: (laughs) welcome to direct to video a podcast where i try to make tony say his true feelings a
0: podcast where andy shits in his own mouth for I don't know, an hour? We're, we're trying to make it an hour.
1: <laughs> we're trying to make it an hour. Um.
0: Uh, okay, Shit's no, I want to hear... Mouth. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I want to hear your better books. Not, this isn't like, oh, give me better books. It's like, hey, give me better books. I want to hear these better books of yours.
1: See, you've called me out on my bullshit.
0: I fucking did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is where I have to say... I'm full of bullshit. <laughs> but I will also say that um, I also haven't really read a book in like two or three years that yeah, aren't math
0: books. That's a crime.
1: Other than Dune, and, which is not a book that I would recommend to children.
0: Gosh, you know, I was I found in a library a book that I had read when I was little. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about this like little demon dog thing, and it's like it like gets up and walks around, and it, like explores its new its 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 world, which is all its own, its its own world. And in the first few chapters, it and its family are kidnapped by these creatures who like to eat animals alive because they don't have regular taste buds and they need to hear them screaming and it had this really long like thing about all the things they did to like keep these people alive and like how they devoured them and i read this and i thought this is the most fucked up thing i've ever read i read this as a kid and then forgot i don't think kids i I think kids sort of process Uh, a certain amount of horror in the same way. Like, I would process that in the same way that if somebody in a book died. The fact that they died horribly does not mean the same thing to me. Or did not. It does now. I did not finish that book because it was fucked up. Hmm. I wonder. I I will say... um... And, like, I remember the story not being good enough to make up for fucking torture and death on every page
1: yeah i i wonder if if what you said is true i wonder if like if kids do process the like weight of certain actions versus similar actions differently than adults i think they do
0: oh oh no i i i definitely think they do i think kids can bounce back from stuff because they process it differently
1: yeah i it's i think it's something i'll have to look into it i'll ask i'll I'll have to ask around about it i find that very interesting Mm mm-hmm Um, I,
0: um, I visited my niece and nephew over the weekend because it was my nephew's second birthday.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. Um, we have the sort of relationship where as soon as he sees me, he needs me to pick him up. Yeah. And he has this sort of issue with his hands where they're still really grabby and he doesn't realize how strong they are. And Hmm. I have claw marks on my neck. From a toddler with quite short nails. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just a, it's just a baby thing, babies. I and mean, being an uncle is like being a parent, but without all the stuff that makes parenting hard.
1: So it's not like being a parent at all.
0: Exactly. It's like I get to do like pick them up and toss them stuff, but if somebody starts crying, that's not on me. If somebody it, starts pooping diapers, that's probably not on me. I have never had to stay up all night with a baby.
1: Yeah, I, I will say the the one thing I enjoy about being an uncle is the ability to when I am lost look at the parent and go here.
0: And when the going gets tough, the tough get going.
1: Right. Lion King Two is such a good movie.
0: I am pinching the bridge of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's not so much your opinions on Lion King Two, but your opinions on one on Lion King One and a Half. That's the issue. Maybe it's if the fact I, that you enjoyed Lion King Two and didn't enjoy Lion King One and a Half.
1: I I don't know. Maybe I just enjoy nuance,
0: man. The sunrise-sunset part. The part where he knows Shenzi's middle name. There is nuance in that movie.
1: I think it is possible that maybe I was just not in a good state of mind when I was watching it. But i we will have to redo that episode. Yeah. Maybe, maybe season two, which is what I've dubbed uh, next year.
0: Season two, the new batch. Season 2, Electric Boogaloo. Season 2, The Awakening Ning.
1: Season 2, the sequel to Season 1.
0: Season 2, The Two Towers. Uh, We're gonna get a... For Season 2, we're going to get a third co-host, and it's going to be a child dog. Gonna bring ratings way up.
1: A child dog.
0: I was thinking specifically Scrappy-Doo. What's Scrappy-Doo doing nowadays?
1: absolutely nothing i don't think scrappy Doo has been any scooby-doo property since the first live-action scooby-doo movie
0: that makes sense that's a reference to a mystery incorporated
1: i don't understand all of the scrappy Doo
0: hate um i think it was a character i think it's like e uh ewoks not ewoks jawas no ewoks ewoks i think it's like ewoks it's like um you know when you're little you're like oh cool Little teddy bear guys, and then you grow older and you're like, man, why is this stupid shit in my Star Wars movie? I think it's kind of like that.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Is, like, Scooby-Doo is dumb?
0: I'm not saying people's opinions are correct on Scrappy-Doo. I'm saying I think that's where their opinions come from. I I mean, people's stupid opinions are why the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got rebooted into Gritty. Well, Teenage
1: Mutant Ninja Turtles started gritty.
0: Well, the comic was gritty, but that yeah, the comic, liked the comic,
1: but 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 the comic was also a like a satire on the gritty comics of the '80s that were coming out at the time.
0: It was uh, it was um, Daredevil, right? It was supposed to be satire on Daredevil.
1: It was satirizing uh, pretty much everything Frank Miller and Alan Moore
0: related. Okay, I know that Alan Moore did write. Um, at least one comic series where a bunch of the heroes were rapists.
1: Yes, he he did at least two. Great. I think, I think that I will say that the best thing Alan Moore ever wrote was the Creature from the Black Lagoon series that he did.
0: Okay, I've heard of this one.
1: Everything else he did that is considered good has so many fucking problems. Mm. That I just don't want to think about them anymore.
0: Uh, can you rattle off a, a list as somebody who I don't think has ever read an Alan Moore book because it was always Watch, like it was Watchmen. Like, hey, this is too fucked up. Yeah, okay.
1: League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, The Killing Joke.
0: That's why I thought. Yeah. Okay.
1: Alan Moore is a master, is, is like a master storyteller, and he was able to use comic books as a medium in a way nobody ever did before. But at the same time, I don't need all that problematic shit in my comics. and I don't mm. want it there. So I don't read them.
0: See, that's the thing about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. When they made the movie, apparently a bunch of comic nerds were mad that it wasn't anything like the like the books. The books were fucked up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, here's the thing about like comic nerds is that they're wrong.
0: <laughs> I don't know, some of the comic nerds when they made the killing joke were mad about Batman fucking supergirl Batgirl, and I get it. Um I get it, but here's the thing I think that they're... was a reference to um uh Batman Beyond.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's the choice artistic reference I want in my nuanced retelling of a story that features sexual brutalization of a woman character.
0: Um
1: I'm just saying there they, are other they, problems they, with making the killing joke into a movie.
0: They really downplayed that bit. They they really downplayed that bit. They definitely upplayed uh, I the, the they mo- they mostly focused on what happened to Gordon afterwards.
1: There is of course they did. Of yeah. course they focused on what happened to the dude.
0: I, well, I think, is, well, I. it was like there, the first half was was uh, her story. Um, And then Susanna, when she got got, it sort of shifted.
1: Susanna Polo is an amazing editorial, I think, not editorial, but she's an amazing writer. She does articles mm-hmm. over at Polygon.com. And when that movie came out, she kind of released a series of articles about Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And kind of her relationship in comics, not her relationship, but like her history in comics. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend that everybody go and read those articles.
0: There was a big, um, it was a big deal when she got out of the wheelchair, right? Cause that's the thing about the killing joke. Like it's a rough story to get through, but it creates, um, I can't remember her name. The Oracle. It creates the Oracle.
1: Well, no, actually, it doesn't.
0: Well, it wasn't supposed to, but it ended up doing that, right? It well, because it's supposed to be like a what if, but then the, the next guy the, who was writing went with it.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Is the Killing Joke was supposed to be this like one shot story, but then uh, it was so popular and it made so much money that DC like made it a mandatory, canonized part of the universe. Hmm. Like, so so it was a man- it was a managerial decision that made it canon. But the there is no, and Susanna Polo writes about this, which is why I brought her up. Okay. The whole idea of the Oracle didn't come until a lot later.
0: Okay.
1: And it and it and and it kind of, and it kind of happened, in spite of the Killing Joke comic story, hmm. because the the thing is is after the after the Killing Joke was kind of officially made as this canon thing. People didn't want to touch Batgirl anymore because they didn't know what to do after that. What what Mm. can you do? (laughs) And comic books aren't exactly the most, uh... What's the
0: word I'm looking for? Uh, Progressive?
1: Yeah, they're not the most, like, progressive place when it comes to female characters.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We should probably all be reading more Ms. Marvel, by the way. Just as yeah. a general rule, I've fallen behind on Miss Marvel, and she's a really good female character who is also, um, uh, she is Muslim. It's like good to get to have that in comics.
1: Yeah, somebody somebody said this to me, and it and it kind of explained in one sentence what it is about Miss Marvel that I really liked when I read the first uh, trade that I bought at Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble way back when, and it's that Miss Marvel feels a lot like what i wish peter parker would be
0: that was what i felt like too that's why i always like, liked um that's why i was like static shock because yeah it was like yeah a peter exactly Parker that. story that wasn't about peter parker
1: yeah peter parker has so much baggage now which is a shame mm-hmm. because i still like love him as a character but i i guess you can only be a whiny teenager for so many decades
0: yeah, it, the fact that it keeps on being rebooted into a whiny teenager is a real problem. It really um, is. But, like, um. but like, yeah, Miss Marvel has to put up with the same shit. And she even, like, her origin story is being so obsessed with someone else that she becomes her. And then, like, dealing with the fallout of that. And that is really interesting to me because that means she's already defining herself by how she measures up to someone else someone who by the way is such a big deal in that universe that it's impossible to measure up to her
1: there there is a there is an amazing kind of subplot in miss marvel about like the the standards that you place on yourself
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the ones that the ones that like you place on yourself because you want to better yourself and the ones you place on yourself because that's what society expects from you and the big difference between those two aspects of your life that's very good
0: miss marvel also has one of the um one of my favorite iron man as a dad moments (laughs) which is uh like after the after the big reboot which i was reading squirrel girl and miss marvel when the reboot happened yeah and like both of them were like two months old (laughs) so like squirrel girl just ignored the reboot and understandable got a new costume i think and then um miss marvel was part of the reboot and she had like this moment with captain marvel and everything and so that was that was interesting. Um, but then after the reboot, she's part of like the Avengers, hmm. and uh, there's a there's a there's a story about her trying to deal with being part of the Avengers and patrolling New Jersey and being a high school kid and 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 at the end of it, Iron Man shows up and he's like, you know, the reason we're on a team is so that. No one person has to do all this. It's okay to ask for help sometimes. And shit like this and I just like Iron Man as a dad cuz again, all the all the bad decisions he's already made them. Like yeah. He I He knows everything cuz of how bad he fucked up.
1: I really wish the movies would start leaning into that more, but they they seem to just really want to stick with him being a fuck up and that's I so want to that's,
0: that's that's way too bad. Yeah, they, maybe they after he inevitably I kills think Captain he's America. Gonna die. No. Right?
1: Nope. Captain America's gonna die. I I I feel it in my bones.
0: I think they're all gonna die. See, I heard this fan theory that uh that seems pretty on point to me. Um, okay. Maybe if it wasn't you that told me, it must be my sister. She's way into Marvel. Um that was the Avengers are going to die we know that Tony Stark saw a vision of that in Avengers 2? Yes. In Avengers 2. The Avengers are going to die. um, Probably against uh, Thanos. And according to this theory, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy are going to bring them back. And that's how they're going to eventually tie together. Okay. Apparently it makes turnaround sense with, like, the Infinity Gauntlet and how the story was told in the comics and all this and But that there's going to be the point where they all die, apparently. So that's gonna be. See, I the maybe the problem. Yeah, the problem I have with
1: that is these. All of these movies seem to really stick to a light PG thirteen rating because they want kids to have fun watching them.
0: You don't think they're gonna end a movie on them all dying?
1: No, I don't think so. They might end the movie on them all coming back.
0: Captain America um
1: But I feel like Captain America if if any one of them is going to die for real Captain America would be my number one choice. Because because killing Captain America and bringing him back later. So when I say die for real I mean at the end of the movie by the way. Right. cuz it's comic books nobody dies for real.
0: Nobody dies for real. Not even Bucky anymore. They Except Uncle Bucky Ben. Back.
1: Uncle Ben's still yes. dead forever
0: Only Uncle Ben
1: Only Uncle Ben Cause they brought Jason Todd back too mm-hmm. So only Uncle Ben Is dead forever Unless you read the uh, Spider-Gwen comics then Peter Parker's dead forever A yes. Parker has to die
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that that's like the only thing Keeping the Marvel universe well, tied together Yeah. Dead Parkers A Parker has to die um, For the you know, universe I was the to Spider-Man be canon comics, but they're just like not as good as like Marvel or Squirrel Girl.
1: I really like Gwenpool. It's I think Gwenpool is a very like ridiculous thing in a different way from Squirrel Girl. Um, yeah,
0: I um I never really picked up Gwenpool.
1: It's it's written by the guy who wrote Doctor yeah, McNinja. It's,
0: it's it's uh yeah it's Christopher Hastings,
1: which. I think we're both still not satisfied with how that comic ended. You I more think so than me.
0: Why I never picked up Gwenpool? Honestly, it's like, oh, if this is like the type of shit he's doing, then I'm not sure I want to read this new thing. Yes, I, w- I wasn't a huge fan of how that story ended. I thought it was, like I thought it kind of petered out.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I feel like it ending on the ten year mark was more a was by the time he reached it more of a like. An, an obligation he set on himself I feel like he could have ended it earlier And had more fun
0: mm. Yeah that makes sense I just felt like there's a lot of characters That technically got closure But that didn't necessarily Have like good endings Like yeah. interesting endings Because of that Like part part of the final story Requires that Gordito's uncle Who is a paleontologist Who found dinosaurs is like actually incredibly stupid. Yeah. Which like he he wasn't he 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 wasn't super smart in the original story, but he kind of fit in with this universe where logic doesn't look exactly the same. Yeah. But then where, in this, in this last story, can... he's just incredibly stupid. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah all right well maybe yeah, my, you could turn off the timer and we can just wrap up
0: my thing says 58 mark yeah let's do it let's now do it. wait i feel like wait. we've we're we're ending on a somber note we should brighten it up a little make a joke all right
1: all right um um shit you're putting me on the spot here I, I oh i got i got one i got one i got one i got one this is a good joke so nine out of ten doctors agree that a long walk on the beach is a great way to get rid of stress, but okay. the tenth doctor doesn't want to go.
0: Is is that the joke?
1: This is a this is a very deep Doctor Who reference.
0: Oh, cool. Uh,
1: it's actually not a joke at all. It's very sad.
0: I yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs>
1: Let me try again. Let me try again. I
0: haven't really watched Doctor Who like.
1: I'm watched Doctor Who in about three years.
0: Two episodes. Um And I read the mm. I, I read the unfinished script that that Douglas Adams wrote and that was pretty good. They made it into a book. So, oh yeah, I heard about that. I remember yeah. we talked about that. I think we did, yeah. Let me
1: try again. Yeah, alright, give um, me. Oh god, man, coming up with jokes.
0: Ah, uh, jokes, jokes,
1: jokes. Uh, Let me. Sorry. Let me. Let me just quickly Google. Uh. Uh. Mb Oh no! Jokes, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're ending there. I think.
0: <laughs> I mean, I cut that joke out so nobody's gonna get it, but also I think they'll also get it.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Check out our YouTube channel. I I have I still have to put it on the direct to video page. But yeah. Check out the YouTube channel for our stolen MBMBAM jokes.
1: It's a great. It's awful. It sucks. It's so it sucks. fucking
0: shitty. we I I love it a lot. What?
1: How? What's the timestamp? Like, how long was it? Because I was I was I, I was so convinced it was like thirty minutes.
0: Oh no, it was like five.
1: Okay, it felt like forever.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't even that. It just did feel like a lot longer looking back. Uh,
1: it's so bad. Like, let's well, just is, steal jokes from this other more successful thing.
0: I mean, fuck, man. That's what people do with Monty Python. Like, like, what's the cutoff? How successful do you have to be before you're allowed to steal jokes from it? <sighs> Do you know the amount of times I've done that Han Solo joke?
1: I okay. We're not talking about this anymore because I'm gonna ask you about that off the air.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Whew. So thank you for listening to Direct Video VHS, VHS? DVD Extras. I have been your co-host Anthony Robusto. You should have just "Whoa, whoa." I'm, I'm telling you, so I don't know why yeah, I
1: did that. that was weird.
0: All right, be cool about it.
1: No, it's yeah, no, I'm cool. We're cool. I'm your co-host Andy Reyes,
0: and uh you can uh, find me on Twitter at TheaterBats with an E R,
1: and you can find me on Twitter at Royalty underscore Valens,
0: and you can find this comic that I do. Uh, it's inspired by TrueEvents.org The comic for today is about Jello so Ooh. if you like cello, you can check it out anyway oh, and you can you can find our podcast and related podcast stuff at direct dot video
1: and you can also find our youtube channel uh what is that youtube.com forward slash a bunch of bullshit
0: it's probably direct to video i think yeah probably we'll have to find out gosh just, maybe just... it's not yeah maybe it's let... not because that was taken so
1: all right that, let's uh, let's go in real time in real time let's find out Where is this uh, Oh, man. We're not even the first thing.
0: Are you fucking kidding? Of course we're not. Um, it is direct-to-video podcast, is what it's called.
1: We're not even on page two.
0: Man, don't don't hurt yourself like this.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. If you search direct-to-video podcast, we are the first thing. Damn right. That's pretty good, actually, like algorithm-wise.
0: Anyway, direct-to-video podcast is what it is yes so, sorry and... sorry to bring you all in on our seo optimization ah oh, crap <laughs> No, nope. did you hear what i did yep no i heard it well seo means search engine optimization yeah so I, I like atm machined this i pin numbered all over it
1: oh did you say seo optimization
0: i did do that
1: oh man well i mean search engine optimization optimization that almost
0: also makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that is definitely a thing.
0: I'd still like to apologize for the listeners. And anybody next to the listeners who happened to hear.
1: Yep. and uh, Put
0: some headphones in. What's your problem? I'm just kidding. Please listen to this and share it with everyone.
1: Yeah, person <laughs> next to the person listening to this podcast, have you considered subscribing? You could find us wherever you find your local podcasts. Google Play, iTunes, give us that five stars. It really yeah, leave like her a view that search.
0: says Man, I love it when you say search engine optimization optimization. That's a funny joke that I enjoyed that you vamped on for a while. <laughs> that's good shit. I'm sorry I said shit. Look, we've had a bad day.
1: I think we did a really good job of
0: not cussing this episode, but I'm not sure. I feel like I feel like we did. And I I'm... broke our streak. <laughs> we were wrapping up. Did we do all this stuff?
1: Uh, it... you, our theme song is Penguins on Parade.
0: Yes, by Lee Rosevere. And uh, there's a link in the description to that song and also a bunch of other Lee Rosevere stuff if you want to get some music for your podcasts. He's done it's a lot of music for podcasts. They're neat. Yep, yep, yep. I think and, that's uh, it. yeah, I am the ghost of John Smith.
1: Rip in peace.
0: Alright,
1: come on now. That's not a funny <laughs> joke. Ooh, spook jello it me sorry what were we talking about I kind of like